Matthew chapter 28. I'm going to read from verse uh, 16. And we read to the end of the of the chapter. Matthew chapter 28 beginning with verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. I'm going to combine with Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 uh, through 20. I'm going to combine with uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I know you may already have it memorized, but let's read it together. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Not only were we given the great commission, but we were given the great promise. And the great promise is, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Amen. If you're looking for two passages to combine and give you the reason that we exist as Christians, you will find it in these two passages. Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20, and then Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Thank you, Dick and <laughs> what, is, what is the mission statement of our church? What is the mission statement of our church? Mission, the word mission does not appear in the Bible. But we borrowed it from Latin. And it basically means uh, to be sent and to uh, go on a uh, on the direction of someone else that is uh, sending you out to do the work. So 
Mission is what we exist for. Mission is the reason why the church is in existence. We do exist to worship God and to praise him. To give him the honor and the glory he deserves because of what he did for us and what he continues to do for us. So we have reason to come on Sundays to celebrate the Lord. To worship him, to praise him, to dance in his presence because of how good he has been to us. So the church does exist. In fact, I will go as far as saying that a church that is not in prayer is not a Bible-believing church. You cannot have relationship with God when you don't talk to him. And many times we as preachers, we as praise team leaders want to become cheerleaders. You cannot become cheerleaders for those who are not interested in the game. It doesn't matter what you do. You can dance, you can shout, you can jump, you can pull the dog, you can do whatever you want to do. If they are not interested, they don't have a relationship with the person that you're trying to lift up, they are not going to do anything. So indeed, we exist as a church to worship God, to support one another, to hear the gospel preached, to hear the Bible taught, and uh, we should always be ready to come here to learn and be equipped so that when we go out, we'll be able to do the things that God wants us to do. But our main reason for existence, amen? The French will say our raison d'etre, the reason why we exist is to preach the gospel, to share the gospel with the world. Many times our churches, we major in the minor things. We do everything else but what God is asking us to do. That is why every fifth Sunday we dedicate this to mission. There are only about five or four, five Sundays in the, in the year. So you're going to hear this at least five times a year. There was a, a young preacher that was called to a church and... Uh, he studied the church and he visited the church and interviewed with the church and everything. And uh, he had a feeling that there's a problem with the church. So when he came, he was called, they voted on him and he became the pastor. The first Sunday, he turned to John 3.16. And he preached it, he sweated and he did everything and and uh, the service ended, and nobody gave their life to Christ. He got there the second Sunday, 
And let me turn to John 3.16. And he preached his heart out. This time you could see even the sweat of blood coming. Nothing happened. Reverend Carpenter. So he came the third Sunday. And he turned to John 3.16. And after the message. The chairman of the deacon board approached him. Said. Uh. Pastor said, yeah. Uh, do you think you could preach on another passage? Say, you keep preaching on John 3.16. He said, okay, I'll pray about it. And he came the fourth Sunday. Mind you, the chairman of the deacon board already talked to the rest of the deacons. Said, uh, we got to do something because... He kept preaching the same message. So they got there the fourth Sunday, opened it to John 3.16. And he preached his heart out. And so the deacons said, Pastor, we would like to see you in your office. He said, yes. And he said, well, when you came to preach for us, in view of a call, you preach a message. Then we call you back the second time. And you preach a different message. Now, you've been at the church now as a pastor for four, four weeks. And you are preaching from John 3.16. Uh, we would like you to change. I said, no, 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 no. You don't tell me what to preach. God tells me what to preach. And I prayed over it and prayed over it and prayed over it. And the Lord says, preach John 3.16. They said, but why? I said, I'm going to keep preaching that until you're saved. <laughs> what does Village Baptist Church exist for? Village Baptist exists to win people to Christ. That is our primary goal. For those of you who are Star Trek followers. Yes. That is the prime directive. <laughs> we are to win people to Christ. What will you think of a doctor who practices for the whole year and did not see one sick patient? What will you think of a person who goes into the hospital and said, I went through the hospital when I went to the receptionist desk. There were really fine looking people who 
you know, talked to me well and did everything. But when I started going through the hall and the bed, I see people with their hand, with their hands hanging. I saw their legs up. I saw tubes going in them, and 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 I kept looking. So why don't they all look like the receptionists? There are too many sick people in this place. You know the person that is sick is the person uttering those words. The hospital is for sick people. The hospital is the hospital is not there for a fashion show. And we as a church must recognize that we are sent into the hospital. We are not sent to a fashion show. God is sending us to a world that is sick. And what we need to do is to give them the gospel of hope. And that gospel is what Jesus gave us. it, it, It is important that we understand that. That's our prime directive. Our prime directive is to win people to Christ. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be what? My witnesses. In Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. We are going to be witnesses. And that is what mission is about. Amen? Amen. Uh, That is what we are about as a church. We may not do it well. But we should always remember that the main reason why we're here is to witness to a dying world. Why do we need to do that? Because if we don't, people's lives will be taken away. You remember, was it Jeff on the video? Uh, He never said a word about Christ to that fellow soldier. And in an instant, that's it. You never say a word to your son or your daughter or your brother or your sister or your parents. And in an instant, they're gone. And then you regret it. We exist to win people to Christ. And, and, uh, When we do mission, we do mission for a lot of reasons. We do mission because we want people to actually be affected by the love of God. It's too much hate in the world. The message we have is a message of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is the gospel that we want to share. That by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. That is the gospel we want to share with the world. We want to let them know that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. That is what we want to share. We want to share with the world that God demonstrated his love toward us in this while we were yet sinners. 
Christ died for the ungodly. He died for us. That's what we want to share. Now, we participate with the Southern Baptist Convention with the general witness and mission to the entire world. There's no place in the world that we as the people of Village Baptist Church are not involved in. Do you know that? So on fifth Sundays, when we ask you to give what? $10, $20? How much? $10. Or more. Thank you. I like the more part. What happens is that your $10 is combined with the $10 or more of 13 million other people. And we have doctors all over the world. We have teachers all over the world. Who are doing what God asks us to do. To reach out to the world. Amen. I, I like the Salvation Army model. Soup, soap, salvation. Remember all the three S's, right? Soup. Soap, salvation. Soup, because people are hungry. The hungry belly is not going to listen very well to your message. We got to do something about hunger in the world. Soap is the care of the body. We need to give people blankets. We need to give people different things that's going to help them make their lives a little bit better. But we also need to give them the message of the gospel. That was why several years ago we founded Better Africa Foundation. And Better Africa Foundation, let me read you the mission statement of Better Africa Foundation. Better African Foundation is a ministry of the Village Baptist Church through its mission team. The foundation exists to promote better life in Nigeria and the Republic of Benin. The foundation actively addresses and works on the issues of the environment, medical education and medical treatment, sports education and activities for the youth, solar and other alternative energy education and provision, agricultural initiatives and cultural exchange programs as the vehicle for involving volunteers from the United States in the fulfillment of our stated goals. So today, I want to just focus on, I, you know, this is not a day to pat ourselves on the back, but to say thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be part of what Village Baptist Church is doing around the world, especially in Nigeria and the Republic of Benin. Are, are you following me? Uh, anyone that's not following me, read, raise your hand. I want to make sure I, I don't leave anybody behind. Okay. So what we're saying is what the great commission that God gave us, we are doing it not only in Petaluma and our surrounding area, which we should. That's why we teach classes in evangelism. 
every year. In fact, my wife was praying last night that we have become so trained that, you know, it's not even doing what we're supposed to do. Okay, so well, we want to recognize the fact that as Village Baptist Church, our responsibility at home is very important. Home is where you are. We want to share the gospel with people. We also recognize that even though our convention does something on a large scale, we can do something. So we formed an organization that can do that. All of this fulfilling the Great Commission. And there are some people that have helped us to fulfill that goal. And I just want to recognize them right now during our worship service. Is that okay with you? Amen. We have Danny Christian with us today. Danny, could you please stand? Danny, please come up here. Before I tell the people what you've done for us, we have this gift from Africa for you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Amen. Let me tell you that for two years now, Danny has given us enough medical equipment to load our container. And uh, we thank uh, Aaron for that connection. And uh, even though Danny has never seen me, he has been really involved with our church. And I keep asking Aaron, when are we going to meet? When are you going to bring, her, bring him here? You know, so uh, today he is here. And this wasn't even planned. Amen. You know, uh, you see, you see how God works? He doesn't know this is our mission Sunday, right? This is the day that the Lord worked in him to bring him here because his last name is Christian. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you've seen, uh, is Shola here? He's working with the children? Uh, no, I just want to ask a question. Do, do they have the pictures uh, that I sent? Do they have them ready? Okay. Uh, I, I want to recognize somebody also that um, really encourages me. We pastors need encouragement. You know that? There have been 37 people that have traveled with me to Africa. And I'm glad that we get a lot of people, some of them don't even belong to our church, that have traveled with us over the years to see the things that we do over there. It's, it's okay to ask people for money, but, you know, but it's good to be able to have people go there and actually see what the money is doing. You know, uh, Dickon Allen has gone to Africa with me four times, four times. Um, Dickiness Allen went with me one time. And ever since she went and she got back, we asked people to give $2 a Sunday. Right? 
to help support what we're doing. I know some of you give more than that. And some of you, I'm going to recognize you today. But ever since Dickiness Allen has gone, Sister Margaret, can you stand and come up here? Ever since she has gone, she has given $100 every month. To help us with our, with our ministry over there. So I am so very thankful and grateful to, to them. Um, when we go to Africa, we before we used to hold... Uh, a clinic. We'll hold two or three clinics and we will see at least uh, 2,000 people. At least 2,000 people while we were there. Uh, some of you that have served with us at the clinics, could you please stand if you've gone to Africa and you served with us at the clinic uh, at our hospital there? Amen. And uh, last year, they started restricting what we can do. Uh, they have a new government, new system, and uh, everything's just messed up. But we decided we're going to start giving medical equipment to the churches, to the clinics, and, and just have the doctors use them. We don't sell anything we uh, take from here. Um, we've taken almost four boxes of glasses, brand new glasses that uh, you have donated and that we've taken there. Um, I'm just going to ask one or two of you. I know Frida, you experience it, so I'm going to have you to be one of those two people. Uh, just uh, say to the church, your experience of when people get glasses and they're finally able to see. I mean, uh, a glass, uh, a pair of glasses will cost you like $1 at the dollar store, okay? Uh, it's amazing how it will change somebody's life. Could you share? I just remember once, you know, I played the ophthalmologist while I was there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Wu, yes. Um, one person came in, um, an, an older woman who couldn't, you know, she, her vision was just really bad. So we had several pairs of glasses and she tried on several and she finally got to the one pair where she could see clearly. She just literally began to jump up and down. Um, she was speaking her language. I couldn't understand her, but it didn't need to. I understood that. She couldn't see before, and now she could see clearly. So we were just grateful that, you know, little dollar glasses, whatever glasses, we don't, thing that we take for granted Amen. was so um, such a blessing to them. And they just hugged us and just thanked us for um, the ability to be able to see right in front of her. So. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, now, every time we go and we do the glasses, now we have an, a real ophthalmologist. Yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's uh, it's amazing. Anyone else that went that would like to share anything with the glasses? Because we give our glasses, I would say, probably to 
500 people to date that we've done. So, uh, okay. I would like uh, the following people to please uh, come, for come forward, please. Alfreda. Uh, Jewel Barrow. Jewel. Jewel, come up. Come up. Etienne, leave your thing over there. Come up here. Juanita is not here. Atanya. Uh, Mark is not here today either. Uh, Dick and Roy. Uh, Kim, I'm going to have you to come here with your, by the way, this Friday, we just laid Sister Addie Richardson to, to rest. And, um, uh, Kim, can you come represent your mother? Her mom, Never went to Africa with us. But after Kim went, I don't know what Kim told her. But since then, she had automatic support from her account to BAF. So also remember to stop that because we, you closed it. Okay. All right. Judge Lagomaseno. Mary Ellen Lagomaseno. <laughs> Rosalind McBride. <laughs> Adrian McBride. Now, I know that our church every, every Sunday we do ask you to give $2 or more and put it in the basket. So, uh, when we do that, unless you have it in an envelope, we wouldn't know who is doing it. Okay. But I just wanted these people to come forward because every single month they write a check that goes specifically to the ministry in Africa. Now, you don't know how important that is because, you know, we cannot, sometimes you don't, you cannot base a ministry on what you hope will come in. Just to be able to know that people are supporting it on a regular basis means a lot, you know. For example, if you're giving $5 a month, I know I can count on that $5 when we do our budget. If you're giving $10, $15, whatever you're giving, we want that to be uh, something that we can plan the ministry ahead of. The others, if they come in, good. If they don't come in, the Lord will supply. Amen. Okay? But it's very, very important to have these people and... Uh, 
that support. Uh, um, uh, uh, Dickness, Alan, um, you're part of the group, but I'm not asking for because I already recognize you. Okay. So we just want to thank you. I'm going to give you something that is, don't use it for your laundry. It's uh, collectible. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> no laundry, mind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No. <laughs> Thank you. Take this to your mom. Thank you. Let's give them a hand, please. I'm not going to take too much time, but I do want to show you some pictures. Uh, most of these have to do with the last mission we went on. I did some presentation before, uh, but I promise that I will give you more so we can round it off and uh, uh, we can get everything said. I also had... Uh, I was hoping, let me put it this way, I was hoping that the person that went with me as our coach at this last uh, mission that we did was going to be here today. Uh, he is terrible with communication, and uh, we were not able to connect. But uh, I think the first set was uh, the staff that worked with us. Do you have it by sets or... No, you don't have it by sets. Okay. All right. Let me just go ahead. I'll talk. You put them on as you have them, and I'll talk about them. Okay. These are the people that came to our camp. Um, most of the ladies that you see here uh, cooked for us. They cooked for the uh, uh, campers. Uh, we had 119 youth from Benin and the Republic, uh, from the Republic of Benin and from Nigeria that came. I think about 20 came from Nigeria. So these kids have to actually cross the border to come to our camp, with, uh, f to the sports camp. So, uh, yes. Uh, can we do it rapidly? <laughs> oh, okay. That was the coach that went with me, Troy Prosser, and uh, he was supposed to show up t today, but it's a no-show. So uh, uh, that's keep going. Yeah, that's me. That's one of our coaches. Now uh, go back. <laughs> um, I've been told. I don't know yet. Uh, how solid this is, but Dan Lagomasino says he wants to go next time with us. So uh, I'm appointing him to be our baseball coach. 
So when we did this, I was the coach. And I'm asking this uh, man on the right hand, I trained him to be the coach. That was a big mistake. Because now they call me every day. They have this question or that question. I say, okay, uh, Dio, can you please tell them that I am not expecting them to call me every day? <laughs> uh, so uh, they still, uh, we left them some bats some balls and different things so they can keep going. Uh, this was after a uh, Bible study. I took pictures with some people. Uh, the last uh, week, I decided instead of going to a church, we're going to have Bible study. And after the Bible study, 26 people gave their lives to Christ. So, keep going. Yes, all of these are after the Bible study. People standing around talking. And this was during the Bible study itself. Yes. We limited it to those who participate, participated in the sports camp. So if we left this year, we're hoping we're going to have Bible studies when we go on Saturdays and Sundays. And we'll get more people to come. We won't be limited to just those who participated. So we can share the gospel. The uh, idea this time is to share the gospel. I opened it up for question and answers. And uh, it was amazing how people started asking questions. Uh, and, uh, and after that, we gave an invitation. And that, that's how we got the people. So this year, one of the things we are requesting is if you're going to give anything to mission, you can give us an English Bible or a French Bible. Okay? An English Bible or a French Bible. Um, and we are hoping that we will be able to take uh, as many Bibles with us as we go. It was presented in English and French. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't really know that well, but I think that the Bible Society publishes uh, a French Bible. I, I believe they are King James, but I'm not sure, you know, because I can't read it that well to know what type of translation it is. Yeah. Yes. I would prefer NIV. Yeah. That was me teaching baseball. I made up my own basis. <laughs> um, that was a group picture of us together at the, those who came to the camp. Of course, you know how it is. Many of them still didn't show up for the picture. So, but we had enough there. Uh, we have one, two, three, four coaches in there and all of those are the girls that came to the camp. Uh, somehow, the girls thought they were not invited. So those that asked and were told, yes, they could come, came. So we had one, two, three, four, five, six of them. Yes. 
Oh, you sure? Okay. We had uh, two fields that we were using. Um, we, uh, the principal of the high school uh, allowed us to use their field. So we used that. We, we made up the goalposts for soccer, and we used the same goalposts for football also. And uh, we used the field also for, uh, for baseball. Then we have our own property that we use for basketball because we have to be, build the basketball court there. We, we get up in the morning. They're supposed to come. The first thing we do is we run around uh, the, the field uh, about three, four, five times. And those who come late will have to do it seven times. And then we go into exercises, uh, stretching and different things uh, before we uh, actually go. We divide into, into groups. Everybody got a chance to be trained in baseball, uh, soccer, uh, ping pong, um, football, and I uh, think that's it. Yeah. So we did. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Rugby also. We had the rugby coach there. Yes. This is a classroom setting. For classroom setting, who can guess where we use for our classroom? Hospital. <laughs> we use the hospital for our classroom. Um, as you know, we have a hospital there that we built uh, that was able to hold, I believe, about 50 to 60 beds. But what happens is that we stop operating it on a regular basis. We have an agreement with a... Uh, with a group from Canada, uh, and they go there twice a year, and we go there once a year. So between the two of us, I would say we treat about uh, 4,000 people uh, a year, but we don't have it on a regular basis, so we were able to use it for the, the classroom. One of the classrooms, the principal of the high school also gave us uh, three classrooms to use, and one of them permanent. He said we can have it permanently for uh, use anytime. Yes. Yes, we, I sent a tape to some people yesterday of our top basketball player. Um, he's 6'1 right now. Uh, his two sisters are 6'8 each. So, and he's 16 years old. So we know he has a long way to go. In fact, uh, Etienne responded to me by saying he is very good. <laughs> Uh, but he's one that we have tapped, and we tapped uh, uh, Dan. We tapped about six people who are, we think are actually ready for baseball. And guess this, they never played baseball before in their lives, not once. But one of them, I saw the ball going. I said, man, 
uh, so we, we have some that we're working on right now. We give them uh, um, gloves, give them bats, we give them ball to be practicing until the next time we see. That was the container. The container of all the medical equipment uh, we took there. Uh, sorry, I don't have a picture. I do have a picture, but I think I showed it to you last time of when we were delivering all of the walkers and different things to the uh, hospitals and different places. Um, it's amazing when we say this is a gift to you and they say, you're giving it to us? <laughs> yeah, so they gave it to us, so we're giving it to you. Uh, the people that helped in the walkathon last year to get us ready for going, that's Mark, that's Shola, uh, even uh, Connie went on the walk. Um, I think we had 21 people participated, 23 people participated. So we're hoping we get more people to participate this year. Last year, we were able to, we were able to raise, does someone remember? I have it here in my notes, but I can't find. 20 something thousand. Did you say 23? Okay, 23,000. Let me get this. I just, I just want to make sure we tell you exact amount. Okay, we raised 20647 and then... Uh, we added to that $2,489. So you're, you're close to the exact amount. Okay, so um, it's, it's really going to be helpful uh, if we get more people involved and we can raise uh, a lot more so we can do a lot more. So um, keep showing the pictures, and then if I see one that I need to comment on, I'll, I'll comment on. Those are the people that did the work for us last year, uh, at least some of them. And that was us gathering around the container before it left. So one of the things we are planning to emphasize this year is uh, sports shoes. Uh, doesn't have to be, they don't have to be cleats. If we have those, that's fine. But, you know, anything like this will work. Uh, uh, a lot of, a lot of the kids came. They have, most of the shoes they're wearing, they are plastic. They're locally made. And, you know, they don't last long. They probably cost them, when I asked them how much it will cost, they said uh, 2,000 sefer. And uh, 2,000 sefer would be around $4. So yes. we started giving out shoes. Some of the shoes that uh, we collected before we left, 
Uh, average size is always 41 or 44. What is that in American? About eight or nine. We'll, we'll, we'll give you more. We'll, we'll be precise when we start asking for it. Uh, the one other thing that we wanted to emphasize is that this year we're going to try to do the walkathon on April 18th. April 18th of this year, uh, of next year, sorry. Um, so that's going to be important. Uh, we said we need Bibles, we need shoes, we need discipleship material. And I have checked uh, online, if we get good discipleship material, they will cost us about $5 each. I want us to try and work towards maybe getting 100 of those uh, to have in hand so we can give it to people who accept Christ. That's Troy. Oh, B and Shola, okay. Um, okay, my wife, I, I, my wife and I were praying last night, and uh, one of the things that I asked her is to have uh, not just volunteers who want to go there to help us train the boys in sports, but I would love to have anyone that would like to volunteer to go. Uh, usually it's commitment for three weeks for you to go uh, to teach Bible classes. That would be very, very great if we can get those. Those are this, Now we're recognizing this. That's the man that helped us construct the basketball court. That's my nephew who is the assistant director of the whole thing. Uh, one of our cooks. Uh, one of our volunteers for whatever we need. Another volunteer. And by the way, these two are my, these last two are my sisters. Let's go back to the last one. No, no, no. Next one. Yeah. That's a security man. Um, you will think I'm the president because he follows me everywhere I go and uh, he gets people away from me. I felt kind of really important. <laughs> Next one. That's Des has been working with us for almost 20 years now. That's another sister of mine that volunteered to come. My niece, she's a medical doctor. No, she's never been in the U.S. Uh, she was there to help us just in case anybody get, got sick. And Troy had to be treated by her too. <laughs> uh, that's the baseball coach now. That's our football coach. Amer I mean uh, African football, not American football. No, Village Baptist, yes. Yeah. 
And that's me with the principal of the high school. We give him a, a suitcase full of uh, soccer balls, baseballs, and, and some uh, whistles to be used at the school. That's my sister who also volunteered as a cook. That is our rugby coach. Now, that guy, you look at him, you don't think there's power in there. If he hits you, you're going down. <laughs> it's, uh, that is Pastor Nicholas. He helped us with uh, uh, coaching and translating sometimes when translation is needed. We're done. All right. Thank you. We, our goal is to reach as many young people as possible, also provide opportunity for young people with talent so we can work on getting them to uh, schools where they can be well trained for the future. Amen? Any, any question? Any other? Yes. They were to report at 8 o'clock in the morning, and then we had a break at noon, and then they're to return again at uh, 2 o'clock, and then we break at, at 5 o'clock, depending on what Troy was feeling. If he wanted us to go a little bit more, we do. You know, so every day, yes. All right. This is what it's all about. Go ye into all the world and make disciples of all nations. You can do it in a lot of ways. Okay, the 26 people that accepted Christ, we did not pass tracts out or anything like that. We did not. We did pray every morning. Uh, and we knew there were some Muslims among, among us, you know. Uh, but we prayed. And we did not make it compulsory for anybody to come to the, to the Bible class. But you saw how many people came. And, uh, so we shared the gospel and people accepted Christ. The only pain I have is follow up. Because I know it's extremely important, uh, because accepting, uh, giving the opportunity for somebody to accept Christ is not the end. There needs to be discipleship. Right? Matthew chapter 28 verses 19 and 20. So we have to disciple them. And I'm hoping that when we go this time, we'll be able to establish something in there that can help a little bit with discipleship. So if you can, if you can, you know, help us pray about it, help us in uh, making sure we have uh, discipleship material to be left with the people. Let us bow our heads.